0: Episode twenty two. All right. Well, dudes, um, good to see you guys. I feel like I haven't seen you in the podcasting studio in ages. I feel uh, like
1: I haven't seen either of you in ages at all. In, yeah. In any regards,
0: Phil, it looks like you just went to the depths of Mordor and 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 came back and. I did. And, and uh, yeah, but so.
2: Yeah, I hope we can escape this room without catching
1: whatever it is that you've got, man. I know. I know. I'm going to have to sanitize this microphone uh, when I leave. You got a little bit of the Welshman's lung. <laughs> it's the it's the yeah the coal miner's lung, something <laughs> like that. So what are we, episode 22?
2: 22. So 22.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. So everybody, uh, welcome to episode 22 of the Yay You Ride podcast. Um, this is your surly host, Bodhi Bodhi.
2: Hey there, this is the T-Bone over here saying thanks to VicNet, the French DJ, for our awesome intro
1: music and outro music. Yep, thanks VicNet. And uh, this is Sir Cheerio uh, feeling a little under the weather this week.
0: But over the rainbow.
1: Yes, yes over the moon to be here with you guys
0: so we i mean there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in the cycling world um we've got european stuff we've got yep. world champion stuff we've got yep sorry world championship stuff we have cyclocross stuff yes in the states and over the pond yes um because cross is here cross is here
2: there's uh, so much going on right now it's actually kind of difficult to keep track of it all yeah I, think.
0: I don't even know where we start but where we could start is some local stuff
1: okay that sounds good
0: i mean i figured i'd just give you guys a brief race report from pensacola state oh sorry it was pensacola cycling classic this last weekend um yeah well why you don't wanna you want to hear yeah jump on that bodie give us i'll a, try a, and yeah. i try not to get mucked down in all the details okay. but uh
2: i'm gonna start the timer you have 45 <laughs> <Uh-oh>. seconds go <laughs>
0: Oh, saying son, uh, bike races, crashes. No. Um, so I guess it's kind of this is the end of the road season for me, but it's the start of the cross season. So this is this is I'm ramping up. It's the crossover. It's the season. crossover season. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of folks. I saw a lot of folks from cross there, some Florida folks who are I think they're also tuning up their engines for cross season. A lot of the road guys kind of like saying they're exhausted, ready for off season. A race at the beach is kind of a cool place to start your off-season. Um, anyway, so, yeah, this is a three-stage, typical uh, three-stage race in our area where you get a time trial, a uh, road race, and a crit. Although mm-hmm.
2: this one is in an interesting order. They start with the time trial. They do,
0: which I kinda kind like of like that. a
1: prologue, that. as it were.
0: Yeah, it was 2.8 miles, so, yeah. yeah. Prologue. Um, kind of sorts the GC out right away. Um, beautiful setting on uh, Pensacola Beach white sands um, my time trial was at 734 in the morning which was ridiculously early for me uh, I think I woke up at 5 that morning that is obnoxiously early yeah it's really early and my road race was at 345 now which stretch of the beachfront was that on at? Uh, it's on Pensacola Beach between Pensacola Beach and Navarre Beach you go, okay. you go into some sort of state park gotcha Um, they, so yeah, I mean, someone was, someone was rising, pulling the parking lot, um, get out my TT gear, which consisted of a long sleeve skin suit. That was my one TT aero concession. You've got a long sleeve skin suit? I do. Yeah. So
2: you didn't go with the disc wheel. You didn't go with the, with the aero bars. No. Nothing.
0: I went full Mercs and I just, I just don't feel like I like my position with the clip on bars. And I just thought I could power through it. Mm -hmm. Um, Did some good numbers in the TT, but was really suffered for not being arrow. Uh, Middle of the pack. How was the wind? Headwind. Um, Pull away. Kind of cross headwind. Yeah, it was. It's a straight shot. Oof. Um, But are you
2: you know what they say about uh, the TT though? What do they say? So you got to get Fred to get ahead.
0: Mm. (laughs) Well, I certainly um, did not get ahead. But our uh, you could have
1: uh, come to me before with some TT tips, you know, seeing That's as true. how I am a you, state champion that is in, true. You uh, in time to, trialing.
0: Maybe I could have just worn your gold medal. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped.
1: Not arrow, mm.
0: but <laughs> depends where you wear it. So I didn't do too well in TT, but our teammate Emily Gas uh, crushed it. Yeah, crushed me. Mm. She won the women's cat three in the time trial. So we'll just fast forward to the road race. Um, it was out in Milton, Florida, um, fairly flat, one hill, kind of very very similar to the Lambert race. Um, they put the three and fours together, so we had 50 people in our field, which is probably the biggest road race I've ever been in, um, and it was it was on from the gun. Other than Rouge Roubaix, you've been in bigger fields there. I don't think I've been in a 50-person field in Rouge Roubaix. Really? For the Cat 3s. Oh, for 3s, um, okay. So they attack from the gun, whoever, jerks, just it sucked. It was, that first lap, we did two laps, it was super hard. Halfway through the first lap, it started pouring rain. Um, and my new glasses that I love so much are horrible in the rain, I couldn't see. I had to take my glasses off, shove them in my jersey pocket, was, was squinting with one eye, hoping that the person in front of me was not gonna hit the brakes. I literally, I just could not see. And I was gripping the bars so hard that my wrist started to cramp up, because I was, I was freaked out. Um, I, and I almost thought about dropping out of the race because, I, like I said, I couldn't see, and the sweat was like dripping in my eyes and making me sting, and it was, it's kind of brutal. Um, mm. And then all of a sudden, the roads were dry, there was someone's out, and uh, I got back in the pack, and and. Uh, about 6k to go it slowed down no one that no brakes would go away and we realized we all realized it was going to be a a big pack sprint all 40 of us yeah Um, and it was about a one to 2k straight shot into the finish line
2: ooh sounds like everyone (laughs) was preparing for the big crash (laughs) Um.
0: so yeah so it was it was kind of getting sketch getting squirrely uh, I marked a guy who I knew was a good wheel to follow and I put myself in a really good position and it was interesting because I followed somebody who I thought would win and they ended up winning. And But I was trying to stay on their wheel and I was like, oh, I really wanted to go. I really wanted to sprint. It's like 300, 200. I really wanted to go. And he kept sitting, sitting, waiting, waiting. And then it opened up and he took off. And I went to stay on the pedals, and I was just like, ugh, I had nothing. And I just like, you know how when your like, legs are just completely dead, but you're trying to sprint, and you feel like you're making the most awkward like, moves in, on the bike? That's, that's
1: any time I try to sprint.
0: <laughs> that's how I felt, and uh, I made it across the line, I don't know, 6th or 7th. Um, but that's good. I, I, I stayed upright because our two teammates, Taylor and Will, went down. Mm. Um, it was like behind me, I could hear. So they were blocking for you. Is exploding? that what you Exploding, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, our teammate Taylor went <laughs> down pretty hard, um, and yeah, I saw some pictures
1: he posted. That uh, that was some pretty nasty road rash. Yeah, he got. he got
0: some pretty bad road rash. He got ran over, uh, ended up breaking the top two on his bicycle. Oh really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he, he cracked it. I should say. Ouch. Um, so. It was chaos at that finish line. So there was two to three crashes in the 3-4 race. Then after us was the Masters B finish, and there was an ambulance before the start line picking up someone, and the Masters Bs were, like, sprinting into the ambulance. And then... Well, I
1: guess that, you know, saves time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the P12s came through, and some of them crashed before the finish line, Jeez. and there was another ambulance past the finish line that racers were also sprinting into that one and slamming on brakes. I mean, it was it was madness. It was like a war zone. Um, so eventually, I, I gathered Taylor, and we found out that he was pretty pretty hurt, and um, we had to get his bike and find his pit wheels, and and we got out of there, and. Um, Tried to assess the situation because he won the time trial. I should have mentioned that earlier. That Taylor won the Cat 4 time yeah. trial. He crushed it. He is a time trialing beast. And so with the crash, they gave him same time. They gave everybody same time that crashed. So he actually was sitting first overall at GC for Cat 4s. But he nice. couldn't
2: he couldn't do the crit the next
0: day. So the next the next day was the crit, and he figured out his bike was broken. Shh. So he borrowed Emily Gass's bike after her race, and she actually. She won her road race. Doesn't he ride like a fifty-eight? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the reasoning behind her giving him that bike, but whatever. We. I should that Emily won her race, and she had to get uh, piss tested because she did so well. Nice. Uh, but she says she was there till eight o'clock because they couldn't get their iPad to work, the USADA people or whatever.
1: You have to piss on the iPad. Is that what you have to <laughs> so I do? I
0: think that was the issue. Yeah. yeah. I went to give her a high five and she's <laughs> like, I can't high five you because I might have pissed on my hands. And I was like, okay, good job, Timmy. Uh, um, anyway, so we get to the crit. It's pretty it's glamorous, Sunday, isn't it? Uh, and Taylor is like all bandaged up. He's, he's like shuffling around our rental house, trying to decide if he's going to race. Um Emily goes ahead and gets second in her crit, wins her category overall, um, gives him the bike. Literally ten minutes before our race is gonna start, he's trying to ride Emily's bike and he like does like a lap, comes back and he's like, oh, it's too small. <laughs> yeah, Luckily, I could have told him that. Wes gave him the ally. Um, oh. He got on that. We lined up, and it was like a fifty-person crit and i was like it's gonna be bananas yeah. from the gun i
1: wouldn't have lent my new bike to somebody in a crit yeah. I, I i love you taylor but no
0: <laughs> all right uh but well you know Wes is a super generous guy so yeah. i mean get get the allied out there right get that really sure. allied out there it is powered by roulet urban south true Powered by fair Roulette. enough
2: team colors all right. all
0: right i'll speed it up okay so cat three, four crit big field Everybody is like chomping at the bit to line up so they, because you don't want to be in the back for this crit for the first corner. Right. I end up taking the whole shot in the crit because I clip in fast. I'm on the front line. And uh, I was like, wow, I'm probably not helping out my teammate Taylor at all because I'm not fighting for anything in the GC. Right. Um, eh, but it was a brutal uh, crit. The, it was probably one of the hardest crits I've ever done. Just it was power on the entire time. And at some point, we came around and we lapped Taylor, and I was like, "Ah, darn it! Like, there goes his GC mm. chances." Um, so he
2: was just too hard to, too hard yeah, to ride. Yeah, I don't,
0: hard. I just don't. He could, he couldn't take a full breath. Like he right. just, and I'm sure the next day that when you went at the impact of hitting the ground the next day it's pretty brutal. So, yeah. um, so anyway, so it, it was it was on from the gun. Really fast race. About six laps to go, it kind of slowed down because everybody realized like. Nothing was getting in the way. Another giant pack sprint. <laughs> but
2: no crash this time.
0: Um, I don't think there was any crashes, no. There was a, there was a pothole in one corner that you could not see, but I, I, I found it a few times. But I never knew where it was so I could avoid it, so I just hoped every time I went to that corner that I wouldn't hit it. Yeah. Um, so once again, uh, I marked the guy who won the road race, tried to get on his wheel, knew he was a good wheel to follow, last corner I was probably like eighth or ninth wheel and just once again just did not quite have enough in the legs I ended up getting fifth in the sprint um, so did you make
2: you make it onto the wide angle podium for the they uh, overall didn't
0: do no no I still I, I finished the same spot I did up on my TT I was 10th overall so if TT really would have helped or if I would have got some hot spots but I was struggling in the road race and the crit but I was able to pull together in the end. So I was stoked.
2: Boukwa finished. Will Bukwa finished a little bit higher than you? He did, yeah, because he
0: got seventh in the time trial, so he was able to just stick that position all the way through.
2: So we had Emily on the podium in the in the women's race, winning, winning the women's race. Yeah, Yeah. excuse me. Super strong result there. A couple top tens in the in the threes race. Uh, Just looking over the results. uh, One result of note. Kudos to Patton Sims for. a podium in the in the P12 Crit, racing some really fast guys.
0: Yeah, phenomenal finish for him to get uh, second in that race. Uh, Matt
2: Matt Davis, who we talked about, won uh, overall GC overall in the P12. Also,
0: yeah, Matt Davis broke away in the in the P12 road race and gained like forty seconds. He did like thirty miles solo. Because Matt Davis is going to just do that against some pro racers, monster. Yeah, it's kind of incredible because
1: yeah. he didn't. His his TT time was pretty ridiculous too. It was pretty. But he, he was wasn't even
0: like top five. I don't think. No, but TV. he was still
1: he was pretty high up there though. Yeah, I think he was
0: like in the top seven or eight, something like that. So yeah, and Pat had crashed in the road race, so he was pretty angry about that. I saw him after the road race, so I think he focused, he channeled that energy into the crit and did and got into a break. And friend of the podcast Vince G. Mm. Um, you know who mechanics for a Volo, Michael Hernandez really animated the crit. and I think he got second or third in the road race and then in the crit broke away solo, got absorbed. A break of four went with Patton. Then Michael Hernandez bridged up to that break um, before the sprint. So it was a good weekend of racing. and yeah. I think it's a good primer to to get into cross. So I just want to say Pensacola
1: is awesome, too.
0: Yeah, is not bad. There's some good folks. There's a good um, community of cyclists there, um, and I uh, just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to our coach John Mooney because I uh, felt like felt pretty strong and uh, feel like that the form is form is good coming into cross season. So good deal. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Sorry. If, well, sorry for that was long, guys. That's right. Well, that's our show, but, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Tabodi's Diary.
1: All right. I
3: think we should
0: maybe hit
2: the Vuelta, huh? Sure, we got to do a guess. we got to do Vuelta a recap. on the Vuelta, don't we? We do. we took last week off.
1: Well, uh, big stuff that happened in the Vuelta the last week of the Vuelta. I mean, it feels like so long ago now, it doesn't does. it? It feels whole like season a, ago. it's kind of old news. We probably shouldn't even talk yeah, about it. But since it. I want to
2: talk about Vuelta Fantasy League, we guess we
1: got to talk about the Vuelta for
2: well, a second. Yeah, just
0: hit some of these bold points here. Well,
1: let's talk about Bertie. Okay, yeah, Bertie's swan song, and he went out with a bang from the
0: pistol. He conquered Angry Lou.
1: He did, which is yes yes he did
2: yeah storybook
1: storybook <laughs> finished to uh to
2: his career it's a shame that he couldn't have found a way to found his way onto the podium overall um yeah and he was damn close actually he was within I think, he was less than 10 seconds yeah he was close uh, uh but it was it was storybook nevertheless and um a lot of some great some great shots of uh, he and, uh, and Froome kind of doing some fist bumping and handshaking uh, in the last week of the race showing some good camaraderie between those two. Uh, Contador was on my fantasy team I'm a fan of his um, even warts and all I've always loved Contador he's a beautiful bike rider and uh, I love to see him climb. And that last stage, if that's the last we see of Contador uh, climbing mountains on a bicycle as a pro cyclist, um, that will be a good memory.
1: Yeah, good way to go out. Perfect for him, really, isn't it? I mean, the hardest stage in Spain and, uh, and him really literally dancing on the pedals uh, of the mountain.
0: Um, so some folks are talking about on that last stage that maybe Sky was in poor form chasing down Contador, like, give him, like no, I don't want to say give him, but it's like, Froome, you've already got the GC. Why right. are you guys trying to, like? I mean, they came pretty close to catching him. Um, yeah, I think like, there, there was, was no 17 seconds that. behind him, yeah. It's sort of like running up the score in a football game, right? Yeah, right.
2: well, I, I think the, the, the big point there is that it didn't happen. They didn't do it. And, you know, if they had, we'd be maybe having a different conversation. Um, but, yes, I mean, that, maybe that was in slightly bad taste to, to try to chase that down, give him his day. Uh, Froome didn't need the time uh, for the overall. But, you know, they didn't. I guess maybe they wanted to try to keep it close. Uh, my,
0: my, my thought in response to that was that there are no gifts in cycling, right? So nope. I think I feel like Contador would have been insulted had they just sat up sure. and let him take the win. That victory tastes that much more sweet knowing that he did beat uh, Froome and Pulls to climb that day.
2: And to your point that there are no gifts in cycling, Matt, you may help me remember this one. I don't know how long ago it was, maybe 10 years ago in the tour uh, when uh, Hencappy Mm -hmm. was potentially going to be wearing yellow. Yeah. Uh, and oddly enough Garmin chased him down was it Garmin day. I was so that was going to be my
1: question is yeah. uh, is
2: who was it that 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 shunted that and he he was
1: yeah it was Garmin that chased him down and denied him getting the yellow jersey wouldn't have day. been 10 years ago because it was closer to the end of his career yeah it was like second to last year maybe yeah.
2: so
0: was that like a doper versus clean rider and I'm I'm wearing I'm I'm using air quotes here like I mean that slipstream came onto the scene saying they were a clean team, you know, started by ex-dopers, but right. chasing down
1: theoretically all riding clean, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I don't remember
2: all the circumstances, yeah. but I do remember that that was one of those uh, days where everybody wanted to see Big George, you know, have a day in yellow, and uh, and there was a good bit of
1: controversy surrounding that. I think that's the word you were looking
2: for—controversy
0: or consternation.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think the th- the issue. I mean we want to see a battle and i don't i think Froome was Froom's less concerned about contador than sticking the knife to nibeli and gaining as much time as possible over him he's a battler he's a winner right yeah and winners want to win uh he would have gifted he would have well not gifted because poles was doing all the work yeah he would have you know poles would have had the stage it would have been Pols' stage remember poles finished second on that stage in uh two thousand and eleven, the first time Froome wrote it. Uh poles finished second there.
2: Well Matt, to your point, Froome is a winner. Uh winners wanna win. Yeah. And in this particular Vuelta, uh Froome yeah.
1: won and won a lot. Uh
0: you seventeen were gonna... jerseys? <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh Everybody Yeah, he in took it, it on he took it on day three and wore it the entire time.
0: But then he, the classifications he won.
1: Oh yeah, and then he won the uh sprint well. The points jersey, yeah. which he took on the last day, he did he Froome sprinting for intermediate points, it's pretty impressive. Missed that, so yeah. sprinting for intermediate, and he he got the he got like one point or something on that intermediate, and then he finished in the top, he had to finish in the top thirteen, and he finished eleventh on the stage to deny uh Trentin the uh, green jersey, and, and then he also won the combined jersey and the combined jersey, yeah. Which and is another an thing interesting was, one. Was he second in the uh, Mountain Jersey? Which but, yeah. is the
2: only one he didn't win. No,
1: but we've got to remember, or he didn't all, win
2: Best Young Rider either.
1: That's all money. That's all prize money that go, that he gives to his teammates. Yeah. So that's you know it's a it's a big thank you for them. So there's a reason why. He well, does, isn't he's all, doing I mean that. all
0: prize money obviously goes to the team. Yeah, yeah but it's like rider... I mean it
1: goes to the rider, but it, in Grand Tour tradition, the the winner is going to distribute that money amongst his teammates. Yeah, I mean, oh. that's how we do it in Urban South.
2: I just assume... Powered by Roulette. I,
0: I assume that it, you have a contract, you earn that salary, anything you win goes to the team, and then they disperse from there. That's what I assume. I don't know if that...
1: I think my my understanding is that the kind of unwritten law is that is that you get the salary, the, um, the team is not collecting the prize money, the prize money is going to be... The, the, the winner distributes that amongst the riders.
0: Oh, okay. That's my understanding. Yeah, but i could heard be that, wrong. I've heard that they do. If anybody build. knows
1: otherwise, let me know.
0: It's yeah. kind
2: of like the quarterback, um, you know, buying uh, his offensive lineman, you know, cocaine. Gold, a gold necklace. Or, yeah, or a <laughs> kilogram of cocaine at the end of the season.
0: Yeah. So, Froome wins the Tour of Walta this year. Yes. And I was just kind of, I kind of looked up to see when the last time it happened and the last person to win the Tour of Vuelta when the Vuelta uh, was in the fall. Yeah. Relative
1: what? unknown
2: cyclist.
0: Yeah. Maybe. You've, uh, by the name of.
1: Uh, when of the Vuelta, that, wait, wait. Know? When the Vuelta was in the fall? Nobody's ever won the double Tour of Vuelta when the Vuelta's been in the fall. Wait. Oh, or, so... well.
0: And late. Let's call it summer still,
1: because it's still hot as balls. True,
0: true. It is the summer. It's not fall. That was wrong. Okay. So I got my facts wrong. So the last person to win the Tour of Vuelta and Ness's win. Volta was in the spring. Yeah. Was this cyclist that uh, Townsend was mentioned that you might have heard of? Matt, I don't know. This is a guy named Bernardo Hinault. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bernie Bernie Hinault.
0: <laughs> have you heard of him? I, I, uh, I, vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> might you be wearing one of his jer-
1: jerseys? Maybe, maybe I'm wearing a shirt that celebrates his five Tour de France, but.
0: So yeah. I, I, when I looked at the fact, I was like, I, I shouldn't be surprised that uh, Hino had, was the last one to win it. Right?
1: Yeah. So. And he, He's um, Eno is also moving on to Contador. Eno and Contador are the only two people to win uh, all three grand tours at least twice. Hmm. Another
0: and speaking stats. of Contador, he also won the Giro Vuelta in 2008, yeah. he, the
2: last the last rider did double uh, yeah, in a tour. And that's and that's, grand tour. that's
0: not an asterisk, those are, those are wins that are in the books, yeah. Um, and Contador also won. The 14 Vuelta and mm. then the 15 Giro. So he did a, a double Grand Tour. I guess he was the last one to do a, like a two-in-a-row Grand Tour before yeah. Froome just did it. So No, I no, sorry. Nairo won. Did Nairo do Vuelta Giro recently? Mm, I don't anyway, know. Anyway, we could get Not off sure. in the woods on that, but yeah. we'll move on. Um, Either
1: way, it's a pretty astonishing achievement to do two back-to-back Grand Tours in the same season. Yeah that's that's pretty sensational
0: so next year tour following year Froome does a Giro I would think so because he can't do the Giro next year because that's three tours in a row you can't do that you
1: could you he potentially could do that but he's then got not going to do the tour and he wants that fifth tour first
2: yeah that's the big that's the big one
0: then he can do the Giro everything goes on tour yeah well so let's move on to. so who uh, else did
2: we like in the uh in the welta other than the two obvious
1: uh standout performances yeah uh well uh lopez uh, michelangelo yeah we mentioned him last lopez. week but he kind of faded at the end didn't he uh he obviously you know he's still young and didn't quite have what it took um but watch out for him i mean he's amazing yeah, he is amazing. I think, you know, he's he's so young. He's still he, he won the uh Young Riders jersey. So
0: So he's at Astana. Yep. Aru is leaving Astana. So Potentially, he, we don't know yet, right? Oh, that's not confirmed? Still th- not confirmed, okay. but we think he is. So does that mean he's the he's the G C the main G C guy there? I think he's
1: being gonna be groomed
0: to be. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's got a, a good future. Um but also at Astana
1: Lutsenko. Uh, he really had a, an amazing uh, breakaway perform, you know br- breakaway performance uh, really making good on his under 23 world championship there's always that taint of the of Astana isn't there you know there is
2: Kazakhstan
0: Yeah. Vino
1: I don't know
2: so uh, Michael Woods from uh, uh, Cannondale yeah,
0: yeah Amer- America's favorite Canadian yeah uh, Michael Woods got me some points
1: yeah great it's a uh, superb ride
0: Really, really good. I feel like the cycling podcast really likes Michael Woods.
1: Yeah, but I think I think there's a lot to like, isn't there? It's an amazing story. Great I mean, story.
0: You know, he's um, he's
1: been in the world tour for two years and he's getting top ten in a grand tour. Uh, this is his
0: second year in the world tour. Yeah. This is his second, That's pretty year, great. yeah. Second year in That's the world pretty tour. amazing.
1: And he only started cycling in his like mid twenties or something. Six years ago, let's say. Yeah.
0: So let's say that.
1: So,
2: uh, Six also from,
0: yeah, that's pretty amazing. I hate him. <laughs> a lot of
2: people, uh, questioned, uh, uh, Sunweb and their strategy at this race and didn't know whether Wilco Kelderman would have the sort of have the stones race. Exactly. And yeah. when, uh, when they sent, uh, uh, Bargeel packing, a lot of people thought, hmm, but, uh, turns out. They were right, and everybody who second-guessed him uh, was wrong. That uh,
1: Kelderman did have it this year. He had a great he had a great race. Yeah, yeah, he really did. And you know, there is the what if question of what if Barguil had actually been working for Kelderman. You know, true, uh, which he should have done. I think. I think he should have done that. It's. Uh, I think it's you know okay, you're leaving or whatever, and I think it's just being disloyal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's the you're also you still under like, contract.
0: It's part of being a good teammate. It's part of being a good person. <laughs> it's part of... It's also part of learning, too, I'm sure, that Bargy could have, you know, learned to to uh, have a little bit of... um. Oh, gosh, I don't have any words today. I don't well, I'd I mean. say he needed a little bit of humility. That was the word I was looking for. Okay, all right. Yeah. You know?
2: Matt, you've also got uh, Gianni Muscon on this list, or someone put Gianni Muscon on the list of uh Well, yeah, I mean, he's,
1: he's still very young, uh, you know, monument enthusiast and uh, history buff that he is. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, you know, astonishing that he finished second on a sprint stage and then was pulling on the flats in the mountains and everywhere and still looked like he had plenty to give. So uh, pretty pretty amazing that, you know, surviving a Grand Tour, not only surviving a Grand Tour, but really being an integral part of, you know, of the Skybots as he was.
2: So, Matt, who for you, uh, you kind of let you down in this Vuelta?
1: Uh, I hate to say it, personally, but I think this was a terrible vuelta for Orica Scott. They got nothing. They came away with absolutely nothing. So it turns out that uh, that uh, both of the Yates
2: were the, were, the, were the wrong Yates uh, this year.
1: Yeah, and you kind of wonder. It's like you know when people talk about like, well, have it? Can you, you know? Is it? how can you have two two potential GC guys on a team like BMC have tried and Sky have tried, you know, the Giro, and, and it's never worked out. And then having three GC guys, um, it just completely imploded. But I think they were all just tired. None of them seemed to be on the Yeah, best I was going to say,
0: I don't think it was an issue of having three GC guys. It seemed that they just, two of them already, there was a second tour and they just weren't, yeah, they weren't in shape. But I also wonder if it messes up the strategy as well, you know?
1: If, it's, if it kind of like muddies the waters in a way that you can't just, you know, with if Froome's there, you know it's for Froome. Yeah. You know, whereas if there's like three guys there, it's like, well, he seems like he's stronger today. So we're going to work for him today. And you end up with it's nothing.
2: It, it's even more confusing when two of them <coughs> look exactly alike and you can't even tell
1: which one is which. I feel like
0: from and watching the And they're all the back f-
1: short. <laughs> Climbers. Froome. Rowles. For, yeah but they're well but they're all rounders you know those guys mm, can time trial okay and neither Chavez or the Yates brothers have really perfected their TT game all right well let's uh let's
2: ditch the Vuelta for a second here but before we do oh before Matt... we do
4: Can't you see what this-
2: About our fantasy uh, league wait, what's going on let's here?
1: talk fantasy
0: all uh, right guys I, uh, I missed out are, you, are we still making a league? can I get on the fantasy volta or is yeah. that done
1: entries are closed entries oh. are closed okay cause and I prizes are being awarded oh the cheese
2: is being distributed what? Townsend
1: Myers for third place in the STCC love welter fantasy league I present to you a selection of of spanish cheeses wow this is a fantastic selection of cheese matt <laughs>
2: what is
0: a tipsy goat I'm you gonna, are
2: welcome i'm gonna enjoy this we've got some manchego yeah. we've got some tipsy goat mm. and we've got some iberico i like the iberico a lot yeah no this looks
0: great so yeah, yeah. thanks
1: matt it's been sweating in that bag
2: i for was about... saying does
0: it not need to be refrigerated because i saw you buy <laughs> no, this like no, two no. weeks ago
1: no 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 you keep it out in the sun that's what that's what the instructions said. So,
2: yeah, thanks for the presentation, and, and that's nice. I uh, might, might have to open that up after we finish recording. And, and oh, we can guys, snack uh, on it now. Taste it. Um, but so, Matt, for a while it looked like you had an insurmountable lead. I did. Uh, and, uh, and at the end of the day, mm. uh, our buddy Christian Summers uh, just stormed back with some incredible performances in the final week for his uh, for his team. He did. Uh, a froomless team
1: froomless. yeah. Two Froomless.
2: I had a froomless team as well. Yeah. Two froomless teams on the podium in our league this year. And you actually ended up
1: one point, one single point behind me. For yeah.
2: Wait, uh, did did almost, you
0: finish on the podium? I was second. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So so next year just when Christian Summers asks if there's a, a league code, just we we'll just no. say no. Just say no. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: yeah. Uh, he's quite a uh,
2: student of the fantasy game. Well he had our boy Lopez on his team.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, he had a few, he had a few good, uh, good guys in there that really helped him at the end. There, he had, a, I think he had one day where he had like a six hundred point day. It was, it was insane, where he suddenly leapfrogged me. Is there fantasy cyclocross? I believe there is, although I don't know where. I it.
0: don't know either. Um, Find that
1: and figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel like that maybe it's kind of like a classic situation where you get to pick a squad and. It runs for a bit, a period of time. Yeah,
2: yeah. But. Matthew Vanderpol is 100 points in the Cyclocross <laughs> yeah. Fantasy you have League. One hundred points yeah. to choose you from. Can, you can, yeah. If you Actually, pick he's him, 99. he's the only one you get.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's 99. You can also get <laughs> Vermeers or something like that, <laughs> or Vos um So, okay, so the Vuelta, we wrapped it up. Grand, grand Tours are done. done. Wait,
1: but best Grand Tour of the year, which one was it?
2: God, i, I, I got to be honest with you. This year is... I, I said when we were going into this Vuelta, I said I didn't think I had the energy to to, to do a third Grand Tour for the year. And, yeah. and I did, in fact, have the energy. Of course you did. It did not disappoint. This race was great. I'm still going with the Giro.
1: Mm. Bodhi, having not watched the Vuelta at all? Hot
2: take. Well, what What's you know, your hot
0: I take? really love the crap on Mount Grappa. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I will give it to the old standby, lace tours, day France. The tours day France is, Interesting. I like that. Um, okay, Matt. Do we was have... was it was it good? There was a lot of uh, hijinks in there, as per use. Yeah. Hmm. Uh,
1: I think for me this year, I really, I really got into the Vuelta. I liked all the castles. Yeah. I really digged all the castles. All so right. Scenery,
2: I give the Vuelta. The, the, I, I mean, the Giro the, the, the... is
1: not ugly, is it? None of them are ugly. Yeah. No. I mean, they're all no. good looking. I mean, they're you know, you wouldn't kick any of these tours out of bed. <laughs> but I think the Vuelta this year was a little bit more spectacular, and just just because it was awesome, and also because uh, it was a historic double. I'm going to give it to – and and there were a lot of big names in there. And it was Contador and everything and the romance and the drama, mm-hmm. the tears, yeah. the laughter. I'm giving it. It, I'm giving it to the Vuelta.
0: Great. Well –
2: If I can just defend my choice for one second here, guys, may I please remind you, last stage time trial, three guys' legitimate chance to win the race. Can't beat that for a finish.
1: <sighs> it's I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, that's a good finish. Uh, okay. I respect everybody's I respect
2: everybody's choices, and I like the fact that we each picked a different race. Yep. Um, and, and just leave it at that. All right. Let's move okay. on.
0: Speaking of the tour, I'm going to talk about this briefly. So we had GP Quebec and Montreal last weekend. Um, Sags wins Quebec. And who rounds at the podium but GVA and Matthews? Mm-hmm. Once again, well... That's, you know, that was a green jersey competition. That's probably what would have happened had he not been booted. Um, then the next day, or, yeah, Montreal, Sag and Co. mark each other straight out of the race. Ulysses gets away and wins it. Um, sometimes you can race too defensively. Yep. Sometimes that, you know, you love Sags, but you hate when he kind of does that. Sometimes you wish he would just go for it. But what are you going to do, you know? he He's won enough. That he doesn't need to win anymore, as he says.
1: Well, and that was his 100th uh, pro win, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good numbers.
0: All right. Uh, oh.
2: Moving on with our lightning round here. Uh, Tyler Farrar retires this year. Yeah. To
1: become a firefighter, I heard.
0: Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Do you think he cut his top knot? Because <laughs> he, he, had, he had a little man samurai bun. He did while. have a little uh, man bun, didn't he? I got to say, I don't know much about Tyler Farrar. I feel like I came into cycling sort of the end of his career, so I don't really have much to say other than. At one point, he was America's
1: great hope. He's he was won, won a stage at the Tour de France, didn't he? He sprint
0: did sprint stage. And after that, everybody
2: was waiting for him to win the next one, and it kept almost happening. And yeah. um, seemed to
0: crash a lot. That's what I saw on the internets yeah it never really happened
1: to him i think he i think he fit in well when he went to dimension data and became kind of a mentor yeah to younger riders there and i think he enjoyed that and decided it was uh time to hang hang up his uh cleats well
0: now he's gonna go help people with their houses on fire that's right and that
2: top knot is kind of firefighter chic i think too (laughs) man so maybe maybe it's gonna work
0: so speaking of other gingers who are retiring who are american
2: this one a bit more of a surprise, yeah. I have to say. For me, Andrew Talansky,
0: twenty-eight Bulldog. years old,
2: only twenty-eight. Yeah. Something else is going on there, and yeah, I don't know what it is. Got to more to that story. Yeah, try to try to like scour the interwebs for you know for the real backstory to this one, uh, but couldn't find it. I mean, you know, Talansky and guy. Supposed to be sort of the next great American GC, hope, and uh, he showed moments of brilliance in his career. But mm. It never quite worked, but it, it wasn't. wasn't Dauphiné.
4: Yeah, he wasn't. That was
2: an amazing win. He wasn't so far off a of form that you'd think the guy would just figure he didn't have it and and quit. I, something something's happening. Um, yep. a- it, uh, Andrew, if you're listening to the Yay yeah You Ride podcast, and Which you want to sure dial is. us up and, and, and let us know what's really going on there, man, yeah. uh, we can keep it between us. We'll you be know, Just let us know. We won't put it out.
0: I mean, he's one of those guys kind of like a vanguarder in vein where really could have, you know, stuck to the one-week stage races, and, 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 <coughs> and I think I'm, I'm curious about... Yeah. Yeah, get it out, buddy. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's...
2: Okay. All right,
0: we right. go. I'll wrap it up briefly. Yeah. Um, I guess there, I guess once you win a one-week stage race, or once you win a tour a, a, a tour of California or Utah in America, you want to move on right. to the next level. And once you get there, it's hard to go back and yeah. be happy with that. And if you go and try to achieve the Grand Tour success and you can't, it's like, well, I'm done.
1: It's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. A one-week, even, even like the Dauphiné, which is the big tune-up for all the Tour GC guys, even winning that is not is not a guarantee that you are a three week GC no. guy. Yeah, which is why gives more and more kudos to Froome for doing two in a row this year, being able <laughs> to do that. I mean, honestly, it doesn't care whether yeah. I don't care whether you like him or not it's a phenomenal achievement. Right. But just because you
2: can't be a three week GC racer doesn't necessarily mean that you need to end your pro career and go on to do something else. There's lots of ways to fit in and, and and make a living and enjoy yourself cycling. So that's why I'm saying, I think, you know, it's gotta be something else happening. Right. Well, maybe you just don't have the passion for it anymore. Yeah. You know, training's tough, I guess. Um, Bodie, you mentioned a few uh, lower level uh, pros that are moving up into the big leagues. You want to give us uh, your uh, yeah, 45 so second hot take on that? Nielsen
0: Palace, uh, Action Haggins Berman, goes to lotto, uh lotto NL Jumbo, yellow lotto, mm. um, who he also just got a top 10 in the U23 time trial championships, even though he crashed.
1: Now, I heard he had a verbal agreement with. Uh, Cannondale pack and really? somehow that never came about, and he signed with Lotto and El Yumbo instead.
0: Well, is that maybe because of the next item on my list is that Cannondale didn't have a sponsor, mm. or they and now they do. But yeah, we're sponsoring them, right, aren't we? It's...
2: No, our Kickstarter never got off the ground, and oh, they I... um, they had another suitor, Education First. I sent them a bag of loose change.
0: <laughs> You're going to get nothing for that, because it was it like $200 be, uh... to get a thank you note. Some
1: of it may be Malaysian ringgit, and there may be some drachma in there. But uh, yeah, I just found a bunch of stuff under the sofa and just mailed it to Pout.
2: But, guys, you probably know more about this than I do, but they do have a sponsor. They are confirmed for next year
0: yeah. as
1: a... as a so um, The title sponsor,
2: yeah. Yeah, so the oh. new
0: team is EF Education First, Dre Pack presented by Cannondale. Nice. That's a mouthful.
1: Yeah, it's a long name. I don't...
0: How's I don't, it going to fit on the jersey? Yeah, what what is it even look like? Uh, are they going to keep... There's going
1: to be be a big EF logo.
0: Uh, designed by uh,
1: Paul Rand, the great uh, industrial designer or uh, graphic designer who designed IBM's logo.
0: Paul Paul Rand? Paul Rand, yeah. Huh. Look him up.
2: Okay. So, um, yeah. Right, well, finally in our lightning round, um, this just confirmed today, uh, Dylan Van Barl going leaving Cannondale
1: yep. and going to Team Sky. Interesting. Uh, yeah, this has been rumored for a little while. I think he's going to replace Danny Van Poppel uh, who's left? And so going he's going to, to be one of their classics riders. I think Van Poppel's going to join uh, his brother boy at, at Trek. At Trek, I think, yeah. Um, but Van Baal has had a great season, right? He got fourth at Flanders. Yeah. Uh, you know, got, I think it really bolsters their uh, their squad. And actually, he's a stand-in in some ways for uh, Luke Rowe, who uh, went to his brother's stag party and broke his leg.
0: And we'll be out. Oh, you're, oh, Luke Luke Rowe broke his leg. Yep. At and his brother's bachelor party? Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Apparently he he doing? fell out
0: of a raft. How? I don't know. They okay. were whitewater
1: rafting or right. something. And anyway, he broke his leg, and he's going to be out for a big bunch of next season. So uh, he won't be doing the classics. So Van Baal is uh, is a good,
0: uh, good guy to bring in. Do you guys want to talk about what's happened already is the time trial... Team Time Trial Championships. Mm. I've been. Wa- I've watched World all. Championships. Yep. Team Time Trial. I don't, I don't
1: want to talk about that, but you
2: guys okay, can well, talk it, about well, that.
0: Okay, well, Sunweb won the men and the women.
1: They did. Uh, really interesting to watch that. And they both made like late surges on the course. Really hard course. It's a really, really hard time trial course. It's probably like the toughest team or any time trial course that they've had in a World Championships for a long time. It's all up and down. It's got some tricky corners uh, yeah and the and a lot of people got caught out by going too hard early on and then they get hit with this really big hill hmm. in the middle of it and uh, Sky went went out blazing and looked like they were really gonna lead it in the men's race and they uh, Garrett Thomas popped on the hill and they kind of looked back and sat up for a while kind of like well come on we'll get you back on and we'll cause yeah because we, we're gonna need you because uh, they were down they'd be down to four men. And then after a while, Froomey's there and just goes, nope, let's go. Let's go. We've got to leave him. And they got third overall. Hmm. But they, um, you know, if, but yeah. And uh, Sunweb seemed to play it play it uh, slow at the start and build and build and just get faster and faster as they went.
0: Sunweb's really shooting for um, best of the year on, on Bodhi's list of teams of uh, the year. I think, on de- I mean, they, they might be the team of the year. Outstanding uh, year so, so far. And did you see that with the individual I have two two points to add here. The individual time trial, they're allowing riders to switch bikes because there's a climb at the end. There is and a big so climb. And so there's a motorcycle that is gonna carry their yep. road bike. Yep. That's weird.
1: Yeah, apparently and... it's gonna be the course is gonna be slightly different again. I watched uh, the... I
2: thought that was always allowed. I think you can I think you can switch equipment.
0: Yeah, I guess you can. It's But
1: it's unusual in a world. It is. TT, it's, they,
2: un, it's unusual to set the course up in such a way that that conundrum would face the team. Well, I think this is going to be.
1: I think the hill they're going to have in the end of the of the individual is going to be even steeper than the one they had in the in the team and the uh, juniors and under twenty threes. And I watched the juniors and the under twenty threes today, uh, the women's juniors and the men's under twenty threes, and they were both really, you know, using a lot of the same course. For both, but uh, really, really brutal stages. Uh, in the women's under twenty, uh, women's juniors, the first rider out, the first rider out was sat on the hot seat until the last rider came through, wow. which was her teammate who beat her by six seconds at the end. <laughs> so she brutal. had to sit there for two hours and then and then vacate the spot. That that sucked for her. I bet she
0: got some pimples on her butt after that. Yeah um anyway, so wait my, my other second point quickly though is why do you race the team time trial with your trade team but then you race the road race with your country
1: uh it's just a weird uci thing and they don't get to wear a jersey for that being world champions of team time trial you don't get a world champion jersey
0: even in time, team time trials at grand tours and stuff nope that's that's no fun i know seems like the UCI can uci can hand out another jersey
1: kind of blows but it'd be interesting to see on the individual team time uh, individual time trial who's gonna because it's not gonna suit the big flatland powerhouses it's not gonna suit those guys it's definitely gonna suit the Frooms possibly the Kwiatkowskis possibly Hmm. possibly Dumoulin who looked super strong Uh, you know because we know he can climb but Tony Martin don't think he's in in with a shot this year it'll be interesting and in the women, I think Annemiek Van Vluten is just going to destroy it. I think she's out and out-and-out and out favorite.
0: Well, we'll have to check in next week to see how your predictions come out.
1: No, in a couple of days, yeah. No. So, uh, right. predictions for the uh, <coughs> world championship road race. Again, it's going to be tough. Puncher, Sagan, maybe. I'm going Kwikowski. I'm going Kwikowski.
0: That was a good pick. So, I, I will say Sagan.
1: All right. There we go. So we shall see. I would love to see a three-peat. So somebody else other than those two will
0: win. Yes, that's true. All right. Moving? Well, guys, speaking of Cupos del Mundo, um, Mm. Cross is here. That's right. Cross Talk is here. It is. This is our This is our cyclocross segment. Cue some awesome music, Matt. When you see the Southern Cross, everything around me,
3: your cross-color, coach, you crossed over. think I totally crossed out and crisscrossed.
4: I go round in circles, not graceful, not like dancers. me right
1: and dirty. Trying to kiss me right and Kicking and a gouging in the mud and the blood and the
0: beard. Fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. So we've missed a bit of cross um in the last two weeks, so let's just we're gonna bang out some highlights. Um First big C1 in the States, Rochester. Ellen Noble wins her first race in the Elites. No longer U23. Um, pretty awesome. Dominant performance. Really great to see, just to watch Cross again. Um, she looks really strong. She, She's she does like look really strong. She's got like sick style on the bike. Yeah. Like when I watch her ride, like I want to go out and ride like Ellen. Yeah. Just just kind of like, the she kind of looks like J-Pow a bit, just really, she's really muscular on the bike, really sort of like, just, you know, takes control, and... Uh, she's so, riding barriers? Yes, and in this, in this weekend, she rode the barriers, which is fucking badass. There's an amazing, so.
2: amazing Instagram photo of her just clearing the shit out of one of those barriers at Jingle Cross, just, you know, with plenty of room to spare, skying over that thing, looking like she's just flying, and like you say, Bodhi, just looking strong and ripped and just jamming i've got to learn
0: how to uh bunny hop i would like to learn how to bunny hop barriers ellen noble can you come to new orleans and teach me and i'm sure i could get more people to come out and we could like you could have a camp you could teach us how to bunny hop that'd be great
2: yeah she'd probably much rather teach your girlfriend how to ride barriers than teach you how to do that that's cool she's into that
0: and then i could learn from emily and i'm like teach me
2: plus she's got I understand your your lady's got like a little convo going with uh with Ellen on the old my, uh, interwebs. My girlfriend
0: did buy a pair of Ellen Noble sunglasses. She told me that Ellen Noble was
2: like commenting on her grams and stuff like that. Wait, so, so I did not
0: know about this. No. I'm two, a two degrees away from Ellen Noble? That's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you were out of town this weekend, and I was kind of hanging out with your girl while you were gone. <laughs> so,
0: you know, I'm getting a
2: little bit of news that maybe you're not privy well, to
1: yet. I was um watching the new behind the barriers. I've not watched that yet well it it mentioned yeah. there so Ellen Noble shares a house with their new teammate who is uh Spencer Petrov, right yeah. and they have a third housemate who I believe is someone we know, right
0: Matt yeah Virgil. yeah, like, yeah, I'm okay. I didn't yeah. know if that still was the situation. I knew that he at well, some they point- were mentioning they mentioned Matt.
1: He wasn't in the, he wasn't visual in the show, but they mentioned his name. (laughs)
0: Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, riding barriers and other things, you guys see that uh, awesome Instagram video that somebody posted of Sven, who uh, jumped into the uh, Cat 4 race up in Chicago and rode some barriers and then proceeded to sort of bunny hop up onto the side of some stairs and ride
0: up that as well. Yeah. He, he missed it the first time, then he, he went back. He turned around, he went, turned back, around went back, and did it he, again. He did it again. Yeah, real clou- crowd pleaser. Um, I think he... Well, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> we had a pretty good discussion uh, in our group chat, a little thread about this whole thing. Yeah. Um, Matt, you're not a fan of Sven racing in the in, in the 4.5s. Matt, think, I think Matt wants to, to see his, his license. In the,
1: in the, I think in the business, we call this sandbagging, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, world champion jumps in Cat 4 race? How is that allowed? Yeah, and
2: I can only imagine that uh, all the other Cat 4s in that race were just so pissed that they were having to race with Sven, the sandbagger. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Hey, are you- well, I would be.
0: Correction, it was a Cat 4-5 race. Oh, so geez. he was racing against <laughs> real worse. beginners. Um, I also, did he have a number on? I don't know if he had a number on him I mean, he's not you, in the results if you win that he's not in the results get Randy
1: on the phone right now I want this this does not seem right this is not this this makes this makes a mockery of everything we stand for yeah, you're so British Matt
2: <laughs> all, all I know is if if Sven shows up, and jumps in the uh, Masters 40 plus race at DH this year. If no, he no, shows I, up, I'm gonna punch if, him right If in, you punch in him the nuts, and he doesn't I'm race, our him race in the I'm gonna punch
0: you. <laughs> Hang on a second. If Sven comes to Louisiana and wants to race in the mat, and wants to race cross and his. It's bad raced- enough
1: I have to race against Scott Cuppismith.
0: Don't throw Sven in the mix. Come on. Yeah, but like his license, his UCI license is probably expired. He's also Belgian. <laughs> so if he came over here his whatever his Belgian federation license wouldn't transfer. So he'd have to buy a one-day cat 5 license. Yeah. Tell you what, the Sven. The masters race is open by the way. It's he actually might not even be masters. Is he over 40 plus? Yeah. I think he is 40 now.
1: I'm not sure.
2: I
0: would probably have to race
2: against him. I'd give him a pass on that. I, and, and Sven, if you show up, I'll spot you the 10 bucks for a one-day license. Yeah.
0: You, there was one I'm clip still gonna though where nuts. some guy crashed out Sven. That was pretty awesome. And what in that race? In the 4-5 race. He just did some move and like Good. I like that guy.
4: <laughs> Can I'll pay, I'll give that guy 10 bucks.
0: That guy was like, yeah, there were just some, you know, foreign guy and I, I kind of knocked him down off his bike and then he some goes on guy. he goes on the internet and learns that it's Sven nice. <laughs> Um, well, now that oh, is now, actually, the fact that he didn't even know who Sven yeah, was. That's, that's
2: preposterous. The, that's the biggest shame of them all is that some of those guys were probably racing against him and wondering who he was.
1: That's probably like when you raced against Ned Overend and had no idea
4: who he
0: that was. That how? Hey, that <laughs> happens, right? No, I mean, like if you're new to a sport, yeah, yeah, guys, I raced, I raced Ned Overend, Overend. Yes. I also raced Ryan Gibbon in the same race. Yeah, but you knew, who, you knew who he was. Out of twentieth so you can't miss ryan Trebel. but you didn't
1: know who multiple world champion mountain bike Ned no. Overend
0: was no of course i yeah. that was that was my second year racing cross i'd never raced mountain bike i don't know crap about mountain bikes still so how many times have you guys raced ned though zero no hmm. i've watched him race we chatted after the race too and he felt my tires and laughed because his headpiece <laughs> was too high Oh, he anyway. felt <laughs> my tires. He did fill my tires. So,
2: um, so let's get to uh, real quick some uh, local cross racing that we have come up before we close out with the uh, the big shebang and that everybody's been waiting to hear us talk about our bread and butter, the uh, UCI World Cup of Cyclocross that happened in Iowa at Jingle Cross. Uh, we have our own pretty hot race coming up. On October the October second, October first, mm. uh, two weeks, uh, a week from this Sunday.
0: Yeah, coming up, coming up quick. Um, Boss Cross. Baus Kraus. Uh, Kraus is Baus. Yeah. So I, uh, the 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 lady organizers at Boss Cross uh, had a meeting at our house one Sunday, and they were making pizza on the grill and planning out all the shenanigans for the race. And so I. Uh, did sat you, bring, da-
2: you, you brought your recorder
0: this time? Well, it was at my house, so it was there. Oh, good. Yeah,
2: That's convenient.
0: S- so I sat down um, with the ladies and uh, recorded a little interview. So let's let's listen to that. Love to hear it. All right. Thanks, Townsend and Matt. Matt.
4: That's great. Yeah.
0: So I'm sitting here with the Riot Girls, who are some local ladies many of you know them, I live with one of them, um, yeah, who do. are promoting the first cyclocross race um, in New Orleans this year. Um, welcome ladies, welcome to the Yeah You Ride podcast.
4: Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Um, do you want to introduce yourself real quickly, we'll go down the line here.
4: Uh, Emily Bissett. Wait, um, but
0: there, you all have code names now, right?
4: Oh uh, yeah, you're right, 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 So sure. I'm, uh, I'm Boss Boss Pizza Boss. Okay. I'm Angela Catalano, the Mob Boss.
3: I'm Albatross Boss.
0: What's your other name?
3: Oh. <laughs> uh, do you have a real name? <laughs> no. Uh, and I am also Ali Mariano. Uh, I'm Elise Bahasa, and I am Otter Boss. And I'm
5: Christina Larson, Queen Boss.
0: Awesome. Um, so, <laughs> boss. Does, so, so tell me about this race. Uh, I want to hear more what inspired you guys to put this on. Uh, what can we expect to find at the race? Um, let us, let, let, get people hyped for this event.
3: So, the race came about because, uh, there is traditionally, um, Bodhi's race, which is Swamp Cross, and it's an unsanctioned cross race, it was my first cross race last year and I had a lot of fun.
4: It was my first cross race
3: two years ago, yeah. and I had a lot of fun. And I don't think I would have raced, um, sanctioned races had I not raced my first race as an unsanctioned race. So. Uh, I We wanted to throw our own, and we thought that it would be really great to have it, again, community-based and at a course that everyone knows so that they can ride something that they already are familiar with, and uh, that's how it came about. And so we are throwing the race on October 1st, which is a Sunday, um, and we are going to be out there from probably around 8 a.m. to about 2. There are six fields, six or seven mm-hmm. fields. Um, We're going to have juniors, uh, first-timers, and Open A and Open B, women's and single speed, um, all going at varying times, but um, it's going to be great. We're going to have some awesome prizes. There's no payout, but there are awesome, awesome prizes. Um, And yeah, it's just going to be a really great opportunity to bring the community together.
4: And proceeds are going to be going to? The Montrose
3: Center, which is, um, they they are located in... Houston, and um, they provide a lot of services for LGBTQ uh, in the area, and so all of our donations, all of the proceeds, are going to them, so that they can continue the great work that they're doing there.
0: Very cool. And I'm sorry, what was? The, when is the date? When is this race happening?
3: October first, Sunday. Sunday, October first.
0: And what time does the first race start? Nine o'clock. Registration at eight. Okay, and this is an unsanctioned event, correct? Yes. So you don't need a license. No what is it what do you need to bring what should a new rider who's never done cross for what should they bring to the event like what do they need
4: to have a bike
5: ideally
4: yeah and just their body a, a bike with some knobby tires a little bit of clearance a little bit bigger tires um but you can race on a road bike if that's what you have if that's absolutely what you got and that you want to come out race on a road bike race on a touring bike mountain bike, mountain whatever bike. you have. Maybe not no.
3: a cruiser. Yeah. You could. I mean, you, could you could. But it would be ironically. really difficult. It would be hard. Uh, bring a helmet. Um, race fees. It's $10 for beginners, 15 for everyone else. And every additional race you race is $5. Um, and again, all those proceeds are going to the Montrose Center. So cash, only. People. Yes, and cash, cash only. only. We'll be collecting money the day of, but you can pre-register um, if you find our Facebook page, which is all up on the NOLA CX page, Semi-Tough, pretty much almost everywhere at this point.
0: So that sounds affordable, pretty accessible. Um, in the past, Cross has had a few twist up, twists and turns. We've had costumes and uh, beer hand-ups. You guys were discussing some things today. Uh, any, anything unique about this event that you want to share or any surprises you can let the listeners know or should we wait until the day of or further? well, something
5: unique is that this is to the best of my knowledge the first all women's run race we really want this to be inclusive we want to get new people involved um and this is a way for us to stake our claim in the cyclocross and cycling scene in a way that it hasn't been done before um, that was, I think, if I'm not to speak for everyone, but that was the impetus for this race, was to carve out a space for ourselves in a way that was empowering uh, and invited more women in. Um, I think we've had a lot of women come in and out of cross races in the past few years, and this is our way of trying to get more women in uh, to the scene and stay in.
4: Yeah, I was gonna add to that that we've been doing Wednesday night cross practices for women in the last few, three years that I've been doing it. And, um, you know, lots, as you said, a lot of women have come in and out. We seem to have a little bit of momentum. We're getting some new people this year, and we want to just try to keep that momentum going, get those people to come out and participate and see what Cross is about and just get more more people involved. We want it to be fun. I think the the idea of
5: Unsanctions is that this is supposed to be low stress. Um, You're not getting points for it. Hopefully, you'll be cheering and hanging out. Not super serial, um, and just getting people involved in a way that's um, easy and fun and hopefully not as stressful as going to a race, like an actual sanctioned race.
4: Yeah, like
5: we don't want professionals out there on the race, like we want people who are new to the sport, people who have been doing it, they just want to go out and have a good time, like we don't want anybody who's looking for points or to like, who really wants to win, like just come out, have a good time.
0: I'm a Cat 3 Elite. Can I still show up?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's a... You can still still show up, but lower
3: your expectations about how serious it's going to be. You will get bragging rights. Yeah. 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 That's about it. It's a competition at the end of the day, but at the end... But it's also just supposed to be fun. Uh, The reason why, you know, we're grouping the categories as we are is we're really just trying to make it um, so that you have as many opportunities to race and have a good time on the cross course without, you know, being like super duper competitive about it it's it's really right. just about having fun but it is a race at the end of the day there will be a podium there will be things to give out um, there will be bragging rights so yeah and we
5: don't have any purses cash purses it'll just be prizes that we're getting from bike shops all yeah. over the country pretty awesome. a lot of local representation yes yeah. there's yeah there's some pretty sweet sw- swag so come out on race
0: well, um, I, I plan on racing I'm, I, I think I was the first one to sign up for the A race. You were. I
5: you think weren't. you were the so first one. So now, yeah, you're the gold standard. So now yeah. everyone has to sign up to beat you, Bodhi. Um
0: Well, <laughs> funny enough, uh, Zach Thomas has won every A, rat, A race at Swamp Across. Oh,
4: uh, yeah, that's right. Oh.
0: So but I you said, never get to race. I never get to race him. That's so right. this might be your maybe job. we get to battle each other, although yes. he just had some... Toe, a surgery.
3: toe surgery and devin septum surgery. Crazy if you if the guy with toe surgery <laughs> yeah. like whooped your ass. You yeah. know what?
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. All
3: right, um, Zach, you heard it. You're toe surgery boss. It's on. <laughs> you can be a boss if you win.
0: All right, guys. Well, I'm excited. Sounds awesome. Um, I can't wait to race. Thank you guys for putting on the first kickoff race of the season. Um, I'm kind of feel. Happy that I don't have to do it, honestly. <laughs> kind of. And I feel like I'm uh, passing it on to some very some people who are very uh, um, capable. Yeah. So.
4: Sweet. So yes, October first.
0: Yeah. All right.
4: October first. Wait, wait.
0: And wait. And the boss cross is spelled B A W S E. Anyone want to explain what that is?
3: Badass women shred everything. Duh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> All right. Great. So thanks to the ladies of uh, Boss Cross for doing the little interview. Sounds yeah, like a pretty great. fun event. I'm I'm ready to race. That's, in uh, like you said, next weekend.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be uh, out of town in California riding my bike in uh, Poblova Across America. So I'm going to miss it, and I'm pretty bummed out. Wow.
4: I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm happy
2: that I'm going to be riding my bike from San Francisco to Los Angeles, raising money for pediatric cancer, uh, but I'm not. Shameless uh, plug. I hate to. Uh, <laughs>
0: That is a pretty good reason to miss Baus Kraus. Yeah. But, okay, uh,
1: fine.
2: Yep. yep. Also, I'm uh, a little upset with the ladies. They referred to uh Swamp Lacrosse as Bodie's race. I think technically, Bodie, <laughs> you and I would hopefully agree that Very that's sort true. of our race. That
0: is out. Uh, that I totally agree. Um, that That's a race that we've done. So, yes. And,
2: and just so everybody out there in podcast land knows, we are still going to put on Swamp Lacrosse this year.
0: Swamp Lacrosse... D- 2017 is not dead it's not dead at all yeah don't count it out
1: alright um, yeah I also uh, offer to lend the ladies my monstrous sound system so they can uh, put out some uh, sick beats so it'll be us- a rockin put out some boss watts yeah so uh, uh am a lot of
2: uh, Riot Girl yeah. tunes they uh, they told me the other day, uh, again, you know, when I was uh, hanging out and chatting with your girl while you were out of town racing this weekend, Bodie, um, mm. heard that there are just a shitload of uh, prizes that have been donated, yeah. and uh, I think I heard something about, like, hey, we're not all into the uh, everybody gets a prize kind of thing, but... At this race, we have so many prizes; everybody might get a prize. Nice. So
0: sign up. So that if you are on the fence about racing cross, just just come and do it. Yeah. Because you, you, I also heard there's going to be some sort of, you know, in, in Swamp Cross we've had the take the beer hand up, skip the barriers situation. I hear there there you donate five dollars more, you can skip a difficult part of the race. It's going to be a little
1: shortcut.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, so,
1: okay. Capitalism at work. Pay to, <laughs> pay to play. Pay to play. Yeah,
0: interesting. All right. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, October first, be there. Uh, New Orleans Cyclocross Facebook group. There's an event. Uh, Boss Cross. You'll find it. Um. Yeah. All know. right.
2: You know. Uh. You know what else was some. Uh. Some Boss Cross this weekend. Yes. Yeah, the UCI World Cup race in uh, Iowa yes first.
0: first world cup of the season
2: yeah we missed you Bodie yeah. uh Matt and you were racing um I know you got a chance to catch up on the race after the fact <laughs> but uh as per usual um uh, Matt and I were at the computer yeah typing back and forth on the Facebook messenger as we were watching the race uh this race being that it was in the central time zone meant that we didn't have to get up at 6 30 in the morning to do it so it was a nice uh it was Sunday afternoon. I went for a nice long ride uh, on Sunday, and uh, stopped over at Roulé and had a had a hamburger uh, after the ride, and moseyed on home, and still had plenty of time to get ready for the women's race that started at two o'clock. Um, and uh, you know, won't go through the whole ins and outs of the of the race, but it was a, it was a very competitive race uh, from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, big group at the front, uh, Katarina Nash, about halfway through the race, kind of opened up a little gap and um, and kept it and sort of widened it a bit. Uh, and they stayed uh, stayed a big group behind her uh, with uh, last year's World Cup uh, series winner, um, Sophie DeBoer. Uh, and last year's uh, world champion, Sana Kant. Current amongst, world champion. Amongst that group, current world champion. Yeah. Um, also, Katie Keogh, formerly Katie Antono is how we all know her from last season. She got married in the off season. Uh To was, one of the
0: kios There's like 75 of them. Yeah, I don't know which one. Super
2: competitive. Uh, she ended up finishing second. Um, sort of uh, managed to... Uh, she never managed to threaten... Katerina Nash, but she got off the front of the chase group and stayed away, and uh, and uh, toward the end of the race, uh, Sonniquant and Sophie DeBoer sort of got a you know two or three, four or five second gap on the rest of the chasing <coughs> group, and yeah. ended up sprinting it out for the third step on the podium, uh, and uh, Kant, uh pipped. Sophie DeBoer at the line for that, and she seemed pretty excited about it. Actually, uh, to have to have come away with a podium spot in that race, she did not do well in Iowa last year. The heat really got to a lot of the European racers last yeah. year,
1: and it looked like it was getting to her yesterday too. didn't
2: Absolutely. it? Absolutely, she looked like she was on the limit from pretty early on in the race. She looked like she was she looked like she was suffering. Yeah, I well, tell you who who looked like she was having a great race until she crashed was Katie Compton. Uh, just. Well, know, she really, she really drove it at the beginning, didn't she? Yeah. Well, she didn't a get a she didn't get a good start. No. So she worked. She never a, does. Yeah, but she worked her way up through the field <laughs> uh, and was leading the race at one point. And, and she was, was out
1: front on her own for yeah, a little while,
2: looking very, very strong. Yeah. And um, the 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 cameras didn't actually catch what happened to her, uh, but it appears by all accounts. And then from her discussion after the after the race. She went down on that big swooping right hander at the base of the descent off of Mount uh, Krampus, and um, and apparently, you know, knocked herself up pretty good. And um, yeah, shame because she knocked herself up, knocked herself out.
0: (coughs) (laughs) Okay, so because it kind (coughs) of means something a little different there. Took a knock. Anyway, well, I got a couple of takeaways from not watching this race, oh, yeah. but God. looking over. Do you even like, watch cycling? Do we have
2: a theme song for Bodie's hot takes, Matt? Can you pull uh, something out?
0: Man, these are hot. These are fresh. I'm just looking at the results, I didn't get to watch the race because you guys heard my race report earlier. I was racing, crushing, putting out the watts. It's a
2: good reason to miss it.
0: Um, Sonakant third. That's a good sign. That means that she she always she always comes in early. A little undercooked. But she's gonna be well,
1: yeah. But she didn't the week before when she won the race over in the Brico Cross race. Yeah, right? but she wasn't undercooked that's there. a preseason, I race. think it's hard. She came okay. I think it's you know jet lag and heat probably more than anything. I don't think she's done. I don't know. Uh,
0: okay, maybe she's not undercooked. But when I see Santa Kant getting third at the first World Cup in Iowa, good sign. Good sign for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good sign for Sophie Debore too that she was able to yeah, you know, she b- stuck with her. St- stuck with her the whole race and and didn't didn't <coughs> get bogged down and there were uh, there were some moments where it looked like, you know, she she also might get bogged down. Now she's had better success early in the season. Of course, she won Cross That's Vegas nice. the 1st yeah. race last year, which was
1: really her springboard to the uh to the series overall. Now, interesting point, Kant was the only one that was riding up uh mount krampus or whatever we're calling it's mount, mount crumpets crumpet, mount crumpet i'm <laughs> mount sorry crumpet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, rolling with know. that christmas theme and but it wasn't really getting gaining her any advantage she wasn't really getting ahead of anybody by doing it no which is really odd
2: because it looks like when you're running up that thing it just looks like they're going so slow running up it yeah. and it's hard to imagine that you could even maintain your balance riding your bike that slowly but um yeah, she was the one woman that rode it. All of the men uh, rode rode yeah. up it, but uh, she was the she was the one woman that did. And you're right, though, Matt. She yeah, maybe may very very marginal gains, but not enough to really make a difference. Yeah.
0: My other thought, uh, hot take, was that winner's time, Katelyn Nash, 47 minutes. So it wasn't like last year where I think Katie Compton came across the line at like 36 minutes or some ridiculously short time. Yes, you've got got your finger up.
1: Well, I have a point of that because it was a fast course. Yeah. I think the lap times were shorter, so they added more laps. So I think that would be the reason for that. And I think it kind of, because I think everybody was going fast. And I think the same thing happened with the men's race. It was a long race.
2: Also, I think the jig is up with that deal. And enough people complained about, you know, WTF with these short ass women's races you know, because last year was really pretty pretty crazy with, with uh, some of those women's times versus the men's times. You know, the women were basically having their races almost cut short by five to seven minutes, and the men were consistently over by five to seven minutes. And so it was just kind of like, yeah. you know, give these women an opportunity to, to race. Because that's when, you know, that's when the race really comes and, and, and gets hot is in those, in those last –
1: Minutes. Oh. Yeah, and I think it was six laps for the women this year and 10 laps for the men.
0: So, I mean, 47 minutes, getting close to that 50 minute time. I mean, I've seen uh, Bill Shaik and CX Harris propose a 50 minute time for both men and women. Make it the same, 50 minutes. The men's race, you'd have one last lap where you'd have someone out the front, maybe be a little faster. Women's race, obviously. They can race that long, like forty. I mean, so interesting. Just that was a little side note. I, I like that <laughs> idea.
2: I don't. I don't see why not.
0: Sha- I mean, Ellen Noble also, though eighth place in a World Cup. I gotta say that's her highest finish at a World Cup. Um, and it in was the elite.
2: Yeah, it was not a. It was not a cheap eighth place either. The eighth place in that race meant that, for the large majority of that race, she was on Sana wheel. So she was basically riding. For well over forty minutes with the reigning world champ.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and and like Kant herself was like, kind of further back in that group for a while as well, wasn't she? She, you know, there was, um, I think there were there were a lot of people who were probably a little bit surprised with how how hard it was and how um, you know from the European camp I think who were getting getting a little bit found out and and obviously you know. Uh, Katie Kio's performance was just
2: phenomenal. And lest we go too much further without mentioning the winner's performance, what a great race and great ride by uh, oh. at Nash. I mean, Matt, you and I were just going back and forth, you know, trying to put words to how smooth and awesome she looked on that course. I mean, just manhandling well, all of those downhill off. That off-cambers. descent was the yeah. But oh, she just that, looked um, so great on
1: the bike. That left-hand switchback on the descent, where she was just like low and back in the drops, and then kind of she, you would see a lot of other riders tripoding around that corner. She was st- she was still feet on the pedals and trail breaking her, her her rear brake around that corner, and just you know. At at riding with real at star. speed at speed yeah, yeah. real a much greater speed than anybody else and that's where she was making up time I think most time was was on that descent absolutely because and, she is, was just bombing it
2: and 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 you know whereas you know Katie Compton it, it, as smooth as she looked and as hard as she was riding when she was riding that uh, hard you know that descent is what ultimately <clears throat> took her out she overcooked it and she just didn't have um, the ability to ride it.
0: So we'll it's see fast. if uh, Katarina Nash continues on race. I don't think she usually does a full World Cup schedule, but she's got the lead no. now. I mean, she usually is pretty strong in the beginning of the season. Yeah, she then, has the good
2: early, early season form yeah, for mountain she, biking.
0: I think she then, you know, knocks it off towards the winter. So yep. we'll see how that goes. But speaking of champions, uh, world champion Woot Van Aert, how'd he do in the uh, men's race? Did Whoa. not do
2: well. He had a... He had some sort of a mechanical at some point, but he was already um, didn't look, look great. Not looking great. No. The story of the story of the men's race was was Matthew Vanderpoel just you know from the
1: gun. Yep. Uh,
2: whole shot whole, had the whole shot and and by the end of the first lap had a twenty second lead
1: on uh, the, ten. On he the, had what? eight over the group, but ten over Wout. Yeah. By the end of the first lap, well, and it then just felt like twenty seconds. Yeah. It was probably 20 seconds by the middle of the
2: second lap. Yeah, I
1: think he, do- he pretty much doubled it on the second lap. I mean, he basically just kept opening it up the whole race and ended up with like a minute over the second and third. You know how
2: no matter how fast or slow or whatever speed someone looks like they're riding, especially in cyclocross where you have so many different variations in speed over the course of a lap. You know how you can still just look at somebody's body language in their face and just see that they are just crushing it. They're just giving it everything. They're just, just standing on the pedals for all it's worth every time they're pedaling. He looked like that for the entire hour of that race. He just looked like he literally never let up.
1: He, yeah, he never let up, but also he never looked like he was on his limit. No, he didn't. He just looked like he looked a class above everybody else. Really
2: scary if you're anybody else in the men's field because the rest of the field was fairly competitive amongst yeah. each other. And um, second
1: place, Lawrence Sweek had, had a great weekend, didn't he? I mean, he won yeah. the C1 on Friday and then getting the, um, getting the win... Uh, not getting the second place on uh, Tuesday, you know, managed to out sprint. Uh, oh, Hermans, to, Hermans, telling it for rider, yeah. So,
2: yeah, exciting race again. Vanderhaar thir-
1: uh, fourth, right? I think he came fourth.
2: Uh, n- fourth, <coughs> no, fourth was uh, K uh
1: smooth jazz. Was he? I think so. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was Vanderhaar. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was Vanderhaar. He, he no, he got fourth. Okay, yeah. and then Vanderhaar was fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Vanderhaar's fifth. Yeah so uh first american Stephen hyde or was it Stephen hyde
2: Stephen hyde i think was or the first was no, no. first american kerry warner kerry warner yeah
0: and i know that some of the pros don't like that um that, that sort of, that uh the asterisk the first american they don't like hearing that they want to be compared oh they i know to... ryan
1: trebone uh yes yeah, gets... he does not
0: he doesn't like that uh I even mean, heard jay powell say that you know like we just want to be noted for our performances well i'm sorry guys it's if we are going to talk about races, we were going to want to note the Americans, and until the Americans are consistently in the top three, we're always going to talk about who is the first American. Um, I think yeah. that's just kind of the way it's going to be. And, yeah, what happened to
1: Hyde? Um, I don't think anything particularly happened to him. I just yeah, don't he, think...
2: He was riding strong for the first few laps, and I think he just, you know, wasn't able to
1: match the pace. Let's put it this way. He managed to match Wout van Aert's pace. For uh, for most of the race, I think they came of, in pretty much together, didn't they? No,
2: they they were together for a bit, but but Walt, uh distanced him in that last few laps uh, and ended up you know beating him by five or six positions, I think. And, well, Wout maybe... got
0: 14, and, and Hyde uh, finished in 23rd, so, oh, okay. so more right. more than
1: five or six, All right, more than that. Then.
0: So
2: Trying to figure
1: out what so he was definitely the... faded right at the end there because they yeah. were they were actually riding together for a little while.
0: I think I saw on Instagram that Hyde said he really suffered from the heat. Yeah. Um, really, really. You know, really the funny thing it was, it was a good start. wasn't yeah. that
1: hot. I mean, it was yeah, certainly being American, warm for cross. You know, Americans aren't used to heat. Whereas <laughs> Belgians, like Mathieu van der Poel, they're, they're used to very, those hot Belgian summers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that they get. Well, I yeah.
0: mean, van der Poel is the freak. <laughs> so, like. <laughs>
1: Uh, Hyde was distinctive.
2: Uh, had the uh, Pan Am uh, winners jersey on. He was sporting it in the race, as he had every right, of course, to sport. Also this year, sporting a bit of a uh, raspberry mullet at the back of that uh, yeah. back of that helmet.
0: He's uh, he's really been going full Florida man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when we talked about Pensacola stage race. I believe that he is. Either he's from Pensacola or he spent a lot of time. No, he's there. from there. He's definitely from there. He's I mean, from there.
1: He actually posted another picture of Instagram of him as a kid with that same mullet, so uh, he's really channeling that, uh, channeling that energy. Well, here uh, I pulled I up. I believe his he Instagram. likes both kinds of music, Leonard and Skinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up his Instagram. I pulled up his Instagram, and he said that he almost got heat stroke so okay i i don't know it got to him All right. hey, yeah, maybe I mean, he should cut that, his
2: hair that, sometimes that happens that true would cool him a little bit more yeah
0: maybe he should yeah um so speaking of lap times i was I, I was curious how long this race went and the longest so we we we'd say bosman's uh who finished 37th was the last person to finish the race at one hour and 13 minutes that's a long cross race yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> what was what was
0: uh, uh, winning time? 106? Winning time was 106. Yeah. yeah. Which is standard, and that's about World Cup time. So, so.
2: he was almost. He would have. It, it, I guess he was probably he had just been lapped and was almost you know finished. <clears throat> yeah. A
0: full lap down. Yeah. So um, anyway, we've got next weekend. Uh, World Cup is in Waterloo. Emily and I are going. We're flying out Friday morning. To play some ABBA for that. Yes. <laughs> um, we are, our plane departs at 5.33 in the morning mm. on Friday. Are oh. you racing? No. No? But I'm bringing the camera. We're going to go to the C1 on, on Friday.
1: You're bringing a recorder?
0: Possibly. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I get a press pass. I've applied for one. Um, haven't heard back from anybody. Uh, maybe uh, maybe some of my uh, some of your connections. Yeah, maybe I can work some connections and try to get a press pass. Um, hopefully, I can bring some cool photos back. Maybe a little audio. Um, That'd be great. Pretty excited for that. Going to yeah. be
2: another great race. We got you know I think everybody from uh, <coughs> Jingle Cross is sticking around and heading over to heading over to
0: Wisconsin. Uh, so it'll be good fields. I'm pretty excited to to see the Euros race. This is going to be great. Kind of amazing. Yeah. So. I'll hopefully bring back a little bit of a story from that. And, I uh, hope
1: there's an actual flyover for that race. You mean one one that doesn't have a run up that has one that has uh tail whip possibilities. You yeah.
0: want to see it you want an air show.
1: I want I want I want to see the air show. <laughs> I was waiting to see
2: if MVDP would find a way to to tail whip somehow remounting his bicycle
1: I know. coming up that run I was run I was wondering uh, as well if he gonna, was gonna like where is he gonna do it? I was wondering if he was going to do, uh, you know, a nose wheelie down it or something on the last lap, or you know, something ridiculous. But pulling you know, Adam Craig. Yeah.
0: Um, all
2: right, guys. Well, I think we're done. My God. All right. We should be done by now. And
1: road world champs is next next weekend too.
0: Yeah. So yeah. we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about next Monday. Yeah. Actually Tuesday. Friday all right. Monday. For sure. Um. All right, folks. Well. Um, this is Bodie Bodie saying, uh, see you on the cross field.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the T Bone signing off saying, uh, cross is boss, so go boss some cross. And
1: this is Sacherio saying, uh, <laughs> good night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good ending.